0: The federal government will compensate more than 13,000 Indigenous Australians who lost money from a predatory funeral insurer which benefited from Tactic Commonwealth approval. Formerly called the Aboriginal Community Benefit Fund, UPLA collapsed in 2022 after its practices were examined by the Banking Royal Commission. Between 2001 and 2017, it was the only funeral fund to use the government-run system CentrePay to debt millions of dollars from Centrelink payments. Indigenous Australians Minister Linda Burney says the government will compensate anyone who had taken out insurance with UPLA on or after August 1, 2015. First Nations organisations are demanding governments live up to their promises on closing the gap after the Productivity Commission released a scathing report. The report is the first of the Commission's three-yearly review into the national agreement on closing the gap targets. It has found progress to implement the agreement reforms was weak and recommended governments embrace power sharing and greater accountability. CEO of the Yothu Yindi Foundation, Denise Bowden, says the findings are depressing and predictable. She spoke to SBS about what she thinks needs to be done. Uh, obviously um, a, a mechanism that triggers the action part of implementing these uh um, closing the gap targets so that we don't continue to con- constantly talk about it uh we're not We're not spending our resources on uh collection of data and statistics we already know uh the picture and and how it's been painted and this is not news. Green Senator Dorinda Cox says the inquiry she's led into missing and murdered Indigenous women and children is producing compelling evidence, but she wants to see greater cooperation from authorities and potentially a royal commission. The landmark National Inquiry has received more than 40 submissions detailing the disproportionately high rates of violence against First Nations women and children. Ms Cox, a Noongar and Yamaji woman, has told the ABC this week the inquiry is a good starting point, but she wants greater transparency about the figures at a national level. She says there is anecdotal evidence that in some jurisdictions no one is looking for Indigenous women who are known to be missing. What I do think is there needs to be a more intensive look at that and possibly a Royal Commission. Um, What we haven't had is uh, the cooperation from particular jurisdictions in my home state of Western Australia that we would have liked to have seen the police and other people uh, come to the table and have more conversations about uh, their responses in particular and not just about historical cases but also more recent ones. Uh, We need to be able to look at this in greater detail. We also need to have much more time. The inquiry is due to release its final report in June. If this story raises issues for you, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or the Kids Helpline on 1800 551 800. Specialised crisis support for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people is available via 13 Yarn by calling 13 92 76. Native title holders from the Gulf of Carpentaria region have won a high court appeal preventing a mining giant expanding onto Aboriginal land without having their say. In 2013, Glencore applied for a mineral lease from the MacArthur River Mining Project with plans to build a facility on land to undertake a dredging project. While Glencore owns the pastoral lease for the land, it is subject to native title. The High Court unanimously overturned a federal court judgment on Wednesday that the new infrastructure facility was too remote from mining and couldn't be regarded as necessary for the meaningful exercise of the right to mine. This week, tributes have poured in across the political spectrum for the Yukonjara woman who passed away at her Adelaide home at age 91 last weekend. Dr O'Donoghue was renowned as the first Aboriginal person to train as a nurse, as well as her roles lobbying for Native title rights and serving as the founding chair of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Commission known as ATSIC. Aboriginal leader and founder of the Cape York Partnership, Noel Pearson, says the legacy of trailblazer Loaja O'Donoghue will not fade as the Indigenous community mourns and remembers her life's achievements. Noel Pearson has remembered Dr. O'Donoghue as the country's greatest Indigenous leader. Her sacrifice for the cause of her people and her dedication to our welfare. Led to so many good things under her leadership. When she led ATSIC between 1990 and 1996, they were our best years. We gained so much. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has convened his war cabinet at the Defense Ministry in Tel Aviv. It comes after Mr Netanyahu rejected Hamas's ceasefire terms and says he will expand the offensive into the southern Gaza town. Rafah is the main entry point for humanitarian aid and more than half of Gaza's population has fled there seeking refuge. Egypt has said any operation there or mass displacement across the border would undermine its four-decade-old peace treaty with Israel. Efforts have begun to help unload more than 16,000 cattle and sheep, which have been stranded at sea for more than a month. The livestock became stranded following multiple attempts to get to the Middle East through the Red Sea, where there is ongoing conflict. Although the ship arrived back in Australian waters last month, it was stranded at sea due to biosecurity risks. A magnitude 4.3 earthquake has rattled Melbourne and many parts of Victoria. The quake struck in the early hours with its epicentre near the South Gippsland town of Langatha. Several other tremors have been reported in Victoria over the past year. Adam Pascal from the Seismology Research Centre has told Channel 7 local damage could be caused at that strength it's been felt over a large area and again it's because uh, of australia being an old cold hard rock and uh, energy waves travel a lot further so it has been felt over a large area again uh, it certainly made me wake up i uh mm. went in the upper floor at home and uh, upper floors tend to shake a little bit more so it was only about a second or two of shaking uh, and I'm, I'm in melbourne so it's about 130 odd kilometers away so yeah look a lot of reports from melbourne but certainly in the uh, epicentral area would have given people quite quite a fright i imagine Yesterday, the Lord Mayor of Sydney Clover Moore officially launched the city's twenty-eighth annual lunar festival. Celebrations for the 2024 lunar new year have begun with the sails of the Sydney Opera House lit up in red in honour. This year is the Year of the Dragon, said to represent power, strength and luck. The Lord Mayor said the city would be throwing a 16-day party with food, music, art and performances, as well as one of the biggest dragon boat races in the Southern Hemisphere. The Sydney Lunar Festival is one of Sydney's most important festivals. It brings together our communities. It highlights our diversity. It highlights our culture, our art and our innovation, of which we are very proud. And that is NITV News Wrap of the Week.